Welcome to Running Virtually with Just Plain Dave, episode 78, Our Running Community. Well, hello, my friends. This is Just Plain Dave in Southeastern Massachusetts. Want to go for a walk? Me too. It is a glorious, beautiful, picture postcard perfect sunny Sunday in October. The foliage in southern New England is just about peak. Um, if you had asked me a week ago, I said, oh, no, no, this, the leaves aren't turning yet at all. But man, I made a wonderful drive to and from Cape Cod this morning and along the south coast, southeastern Massachusetts coast, the, the leaves are beautiful. And I am out walking with the brown dog on my street and the canopy of oaks, and there's some maples I can see. Uh, the maples are all totally turning that orange yellowy red. They're beautiful. The oaks are just starting to turn, still hanging on to their green a little bit longer. But the foliage down by the ground is starting to die back. I have just finished <laughs> quite a bit of yard work. It's what you do, prepping things for winter, kind of getting things set. I know that in June, I shared a thought with you guys about kind of social runs and running with people. Um, but that idea has been even more in my forefront. Forefront? Yeah. In the, in the forefront of my thoughts. In uh, definitely front and center in my attention. And I thought I'd talk about it a little bit more. And it's because of race season. And the fact that we have been able to get out and do real live running races in crowds of people in a way that feels safe and appropriate. So I've already shared a couple race reports, you know, from my races in August and September. And those were great. It was just a really great way to recharge my batteries and to feel rejuvenated. And I realized that it's, it's because of the sense of community. And so I love going for social run and I might just go for social run with one or two other people. And that becomes a conversation. And, and that's a great way to maintain friendships and is a really good way to stay connected in this COVID time when we are not necessarily getting together for big in-person gatherings. So I love the one and two person runs and I've been doing quite a few of those in the past year. Um, in fact, I... I, I actually keep track of a few metrics. So when I, I have a, I do most of my running tracking in, uh, in Garmin. So Garmin Connect is the online website and that keeps track of like, you know, your GPS miles and pace and things like that. And I, you know, besides races, I don't focus on pace all that often. Um, so it's kind of nice that it's there, but I don't have to write it down every time. Um, one handy thing that I really do like about Garmin, and this kind of goes back to the days of the, the written training log, is like writing down how you feel. Uh, there's a default on the phone app where like it's just a little, a little set of smiley faces, you know, like it, it, you feel great and smiley face. You felt like that was harder work than it should have been. It's a straight line face. And then there's like the frowny face for you felt much weaker than you should have for the level of effort. Um, anyway, so it's handy for Garmin because that way I can look back and say, ooh, I had a few runs in a row where I felt weak. And, uh, and that makes me think, okay, am I eating properly? Am I resting? Maybe I'm sick. And, uh, or, for example, a couple weeks ago I had, 
a 36-hour bout of food poisoning. And man, did I feel weak for a few days. Like I, I did like a couple of super short, like 10-minute out and backs with the dog. And, uh, you know, just to kind of feel like I'm moving, but not to actually expend any effort. Like I was exhausted. Um, <laughs> like I, uh, I don't really have a lot of weight to lose. And I, I lost five pounds in 36 hours. And I wasn't hungry. I just, like, I knew I needed to take in calories, but I couldn't. Anyway, so happy that is behind me and I am fully recovered from that. And also happy that it was such a fixed duration. Like, that, that's one advantage to eating something that's, uh, that is not right, is that uh, your body, body makes it go away. But you also know there's a start and a finish to that gastrointestinal fun. Uh-oh, here comes Floyd. Forgive the Floydian interruption. Just walked by Floyd's house. I love his bark. I've said that before. He's a great big roof, roof. He's a great big, tall, great Dane. Anyway, so it's handy that Garmin helps me keep track of my wellness. Um, and literally, this is just like, or I add in my notes how I feel like, oh, my legs were heavy or, you know, felt great or whatever. So I do short written, written notes, but it's very handy. But the other thing that I do, because at the start of the year, I have certain goals that I want to try to achieve. And I no longer have a total mileage goal. You know, they, that is what it is. Um, and I'm not going to fret over, you know, hitting a certain mileage for the year. A couple years ago, I did. I, oh, yeah, for, well, I can't remember. Oh, maybe for 2020, I guess. Was I trying to run 2,020 miles in 2020? Something like that. So, but this year, I do not have a total mileage goal. Um, and that was a huge time sink to try to run that far in a year. Um, or at least a huge time sink compared to my work and family stuff. Um, but anyway, so one of the other things I keep track of and I have a goal for is social runs. And it, it was really just kind of a, you know, it's so easy to go out for a run by myself or with the dog that a, a few years ago I gave myself this goal of trying to do, you know, three social runs per month. And, and then all of a sudden I hit that goal. And so at the end of last year... I had done 50 social runs in 2020 and you know that was COVID year and so that felt like a lot like in the way that you know I was really going out of my way to to try to hit that goal and so I said okay I'll try to stick with the same thing so I gave myself a goal of four social runs per month so 48 social runs for the year and that might be it's mostly runs I actually have a separate category for like hiking or biking or things like that but I I do so much less of that that it's it's not significant. But it occurred to me, so here we are at the, uh, with one week left in October, and we are um, basically 90% of the way through the year. There are, um, oh no, I'm sorry, 80% of the way through the year. There are 10 cal- weeks left in the calendar. So 10 out of 52 means we're you know, somewhere over 80% of the calendar year complete. And I did a quick look at my Garmin log, and I have had... 99 social runs, you know, and that includes a couple hikes, but mostly social runs. So 99, I've already doubled my goal for the year. And I think that's because I have realized the mental benefits, the psychological benefits, probably physiological too, like just the, the importance of connection and um, kind of, you know, spending that time with one or more friends. And I also, I count races as social because between you and me, I might spend quite a bit of the race time chatting um, and often with like one person. And so um, 
so I was, I thought it was fascinating. So I looked back and I saw that in, uh, in 2019, I had 31 social runs. And in 2020, I mentioned I had uh, 51 social runs. And I, so I am just super pleased that I've hit 99 already. And we still have 10% of, uh, 20% of the, of the calendar year left. Um, but so I was also listening to a couple podcasts recently, of course. And um, one of the, I had, there's two that I'm going to mention right now that I really like, and I've been following for a while. One is called Dirt Church Radio. And it's these two guys from New Zealand, uh, Matt and Eugene. And the funny thing is, so they, they interviewed an American person and the American made the joke like, well, you know, you guys sound exactly alike. And it's totally true. Like, I know they have different voices, and if I hear one talk and then the other, I can kind of tell Matt and Eugene apart, but in general, I can't. Like, if it's just one person interviewing a guest, I can't tell which one it is, because, because their New Zealand accent is so, so different from my day-to-day that I kind of mentally lump them together. Um, you know, and they're both men in their 40s, and you know, well-spoken and good interviewers and good storytellers. So they're, and they're both from New Zealand. And so they're, and oh, and they're all both from the North Island, New Zealand. They made a comment that if it was someone from the South Island, well, they speak with a totally different accent, um, which I'm not sure. I'm sure I could tell there's a difference. I'm not sure I could tell them apart, of course. But so the, the American guy they were interviewing is a longtime trail runner and ultra runner named Andy Jones Wilkins. And Andy Jones Wilkins, who goes by AJW, um, has run the Western States 100. So one of the, the grand old races in North America, one of the fastest 100 milers out there. And it's been in the news a bunch because it's just so hard to get into because their permits limit the number of runners to a very small number, like 250 or 300 runners, something small. It's, and it's a bucket list, so everyone wants to get in, and they you know it's by a lottery. Um, but AGW has run it a good number of times, and he had like I think seven or eight in a row where he finished in the top ten. So he you know back back in the nineties, uh, early eighties and early nineties, he was he was an elite. Um, but so now he's in his late forties, approaching fifty, I think, and you know starting to run more in the middle of the pack. And it was great to hear them talking. Um, and HAW is a very regular contributor on another podcast called Trail Runner Nation, uh, which is two, two hosts, Matt and Don. They're out in California, um, very near the Western States course. Um, and they do, they have, they have been doing a podcast for a very, very long time. And they're a huge contributor to the, uh, the, the storytelling and interviewing and and uh, what goes on with the trail running kind of culture and uh, lifestyle in in at least the western half of the United States. And what I what I found fascinating is AJW kind of turned the corner on the on the hosts of Dirt Church Radio and said, "Hey, you know, like where did that name fr- come from?" And they they tell the story that. One of their friends, they, who they would go for these regular Sunday morning uh, trail runs with, and the, the friend would jokingly say, or also say, half jokingly say, hey, what time is church on Sunday? Like, you know, we're going out into the woods, we're meeting at the trailhead, what time are we meeting? And, and I get it. Like, like, why do people go to church? Because they, they share ideas and, and philosophy and moral compass with like-minded folks 
and they want to have that sense of community and they want to have, feel a connection with their spirituality and the universe. And, you know, people of lots of different religions go and, and spend that time, you know, one day per week in a building with, with people of, of, of like ideas. And in a way, these, these trail runners and these nature lovers and people who, who care about the world around them they're, they're getting many of those same benefits. You know, that sense of community, that sense of camaraderie, that, that idea that they have sharing ideas and sharing beliefs and kind of a common, a common story. And, and that, that friendship that comes from being with a group is, is really valuable. And it, what, what occurred to me as they're having this interview um, is that I kind of feel that way and especially if you are at a big race. And so I'm going to go back to Boston. So the Boston Marathon happened this past October 11th, a couple weeks ago on a Monday. <laughs> what a glorious day to be a spectator. Um, so I took the day off from work and I couldn't have been happier <laughs> to do that. And I went up and cheered and I was theoretically cheering for four people that I knew. I ended up seeing 11 people that I knew out on the race course. Um, but I, I met my, my dad and stepmom up at the course. I had two other friends, local friends here, who met me and we were cheering for, a, for some other local friends. And it was just a glorious celebration. And it's, it's verging on spiritual when you're kind of just sharing the joy and sharing the happiness and the enthusiasm and the support. And it, it really is a, a magical experience. And like going up there to cheer and be a spectator brought back for me just absolutely fantastic memories and um, <laughs> an emotional response to when I ran. And, and I had that same, that same experience. And I've, I've shared this with other folks too, that um, you know, if you're gonna do a big marathon, always wear a shirt with your name on it so people can cheer for you with your name and you get little you know, neurochemical bonus hits. I believe that's dopamine, but I'm not a neuro, <laughs> neurobiologist. Um, but anyway, you get these great benefits because people are there and cheering you and supporting you and, and sharing their positive energy with you. And that is, it's so magic. And I think it's, I think it's a great thing. Um, you know, and I, I get more of that kind of benefit when I'm out in nature, you know, going for a run on the beach in Cape Cod or taking the brown dog into the woods at Swansea Village Park or going mountain climbing. Like for me, I get a greater connection uh, with the bigger picture with the universe and my, my sense of place in the world. Um, I get that more when I'm out in nature on a trail run. Um, but I'm not denying that it's there, like just out on a regular run on the street. It's certainly a way for me to clear my head. Um, and so I know I get psychological benefits, even if it's just a half an hour at lunchtime to go out and kind of get some fresh air, turn off my brain, not be thinking about work and real life and uh, getting the benefits from the run. But so the idea that they, they call their podcast Dirt Church Radio was just a kind of a, a cool thing. And, 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 and AJW was saying that, you know, there's that same sense of uh, community spirit, um, whether you're doing trail runs in the United States and North America or in Europe or overseas. Um, and that there's a sense of community. And I, I said that too after my August Ultra, like that sense of community, the people that are there, the people that you cross paths with and see year after year, 
you know, they become your friends, even if you only see them once or twice a year. You know, I have no qualms, like having a real conversation and reaching out and connecting with them. Um, and it's not just about running. I actually went to a bike race a couple weeks ago to cheer for my circle of friends there. And, uh, and that was great. And it was a really nice connection and just a very different experience because it's, it's a different, different experience. But, but the, the sense of community and camaraderie and friendship is, I think, what's most important. And there is absolutely a, uh, a tremendous value in that. And so as we return back and cross paths with our great Dane friend Floyd, I think I will say... That's all. That was what I was thinking about today, is I think that social runs and community and friendship are all really important. And so I thank you for being part of my circle and for being my friends and for sharing your attention with me as I share my thoughts with you. So from southeastern Massachusetts, this is Just Plain Dave, out for a walk with the brown dog. Ooh, Floyd is being quiet. Bonus. I will say happy trails, my friends. Be well.